You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings Daily Fantasy, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing positions, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Sunday, April 4th, a happy Easter. To those of you celebrating this holiday, I'm Ian Cameron. Uh, Pleased to be with you. Uh, We're ready to break down the Sunday NHL card. Uh, my colleagues Alex and Jimmy should be back for Monday's show tomorrow, uh, but uh, looking forward to talking Sunday NHL action first. Uh, this uh, episode of the Ice Guys is being recorded uh, just after the Detroit-Tampa Bay uh, game had started, the uh, very first game of the day, which was at noon Eastern time. I didn't have a bet on that game anyway, so you didn't miss anything. Uh, I have did not place a wager on that game uh, before it started, so... Uh, the fact that we missed out on talking about that game, at least from my perspective, you didn't miss much because uh, I passed on that game. So we'll get going and we'll start with the Washington Capitals and the New Jersey Devils, which uh, is the uh, first game of the remaining five games today. We've got Washington uh, minus 170 uh, road favorites, total six shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, a very good response game, if you will, uh, from the Washington Capitals uh, in their last game. Uh, against the New Jersey Devils, a much better performance uh, for uh, Washington, uh, especially defensively, where we saw the Capitals really have a tough time, back-to-back losses uh, against the New York Rangers and and then to the New York Islanders, and the team just wasn't very sharp defensively. We were seeing breakdowns left and right in their own zone, Uh, just way too many high-danger chances allowed, 
and the Capitals made a concerted effort to really uh, improve uh, at that end of the ice going into Friday night's win against New Jersey. They did that. Vitek Vanacek was very strong in net as well. Uh, had to make a couple of good saves in overtime. Uh, we got back to a more tighter checking brand of game. And of course, Dmitry Orlov with the overtime winner to give the Capitals a 2-1 to one win over the Devils and to make Washington a perfect 7-0 and this season uh, against the New Jersey Devils. So uh, they have just found a way to win against this team every single time. We'll see if that continues today uh, in this game uh, against the uh, Devils this afternoon. I don't have a real strong opinion on this game right now. It's probably not a game I'm going to bet. I'm tempted by Jersey, but Jersey's just had uh, no success whatsoever uh, against this Capitals team. And uh, with Washington having a really much better defensive game the last time out, you know, if they play that way again, New Jersey's going to have a tough time scoring. It's, it's just that's the way it's going to be. Because if the Devils run up against a team that plays very solid defensive hockey, it becomes very, very difficult for the, the Devils to generate the kind of offense they need uh, to be able to have success. So uh, my first thought was New Jersey, but they've had no success against Washington. Uh, I'm going to pass this game uh, altogether. Uh, next game is Columbus taking on Florida. Florida minus 180 home favorites, total five and a half shaded slightly to the over in this game. Cashed a ticket last night with Florida uh, in regulation against Columbus, and they got the job done. And I'm probably coming right back to that same bet here in this game. Florida uh, in regulation. It's a little bit higher than it was yesterday, uh, but still you get a pretty decent minus 120 uh, price with the Panthers uh, in regulation uh, in this game. I think it's a pretty good situation for uh, Florida to sweep this Columbus team. Uh, the Jackets have real issues right now. Uh, offensively, we've seen them struggle to score goals. I think night in and night out with uh, their goaltending, Merzlikens and Corpus Salo, uh, it's not necessarily a tandem I have an utmost amount of confidence in right now. They've been sort of fighting the puck all season, not making the saves that they should be. Uh, and it looks like it could be Corpus Salo uh, back in net for Columbus. And he's had a pretty disappointing season by his standards let's not forget how well he played last year you know and especially in the bubble during playoff time uh, he was exceptional for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets and it just hasn't been that same level of goaltending uh, from him this season you've got guys paid to put the puck in the net that aren't you've got John Tortorella making uh, several different players healthy scratches it's just not a good environment right now. The coach is frustrated. The players are frustrated. They're not getting the results. And then you see this Patrick Lyonet dynamic, which is developing. Look, we know he's been pretty bad here with Columbus. I mean, he had a 44-goal season with Winnipeg, four straight years where he's gotten into the, at least 28 goals. And here with John Tortorella this year uh, with Columbus, he has been non-existent. You know, what's he got still one goal in like 17 games or so? It's been absolutely brutal. You've got the Jackets general manager, Yarmo Kekalayan, saying we need him to use his size, you know, and battle more for pucks along the wall, along the boards, go to the corners, you know, get behind the net, you know, use that size that you have to uh, find a way to have a better opportunity to, you know, make those, uh, get those scoring chances, get those dirtier uh, scoring area looks. He's not doing that enough. He's kind of like Ovechkin, although Ovechkin, no, I shouldn't say that. He's not kind of like Ovechkin. Ovechkin now is someone that will go to the tough areas to score. He'll go to the front of the net. He'll grab a loose puck in the corner. Patrick Lyonet just doesn't do that at all. You know, he just sits there in the, in the slot area at the face-off circles and just waits for someone to feed the puck so he can shoot it. 
You know, he doesn't he doesn't do any of the grunt work, uh, this guy. So the Jackets, you know, they're always they've always been this hard, heavy, forechecking type of hockey team under John Tortorella. And I think Tortorella and the GM Yarmo Kekalainen, they want to instill some of this in Patrick Lyonet. You know, work for your chances, battle along the boards, go into the corners to dig out loose pucks, do all of the grunt work to put yourself in a better chance to score goals. That's what they're trying to get Patrick Lyonet to do. Well, here's here was Patrick Lyonet's response to that. I've never really been a guy who is playing in the corners or behind the net too much. I'm usually the slot area guy looking for openings where I can receive the puck and shoot. That's what I'm good at. Translation, I ain't changing, bud. I ain't changing for anybody. So this is me. This is my game. I shoot the puck. I don't work hard to gain the puck. I don't work hard to retrieve the puck. I don't go into corners to battle. I don't go along the boards to battle and, and, and win a physical one-on-one -on -one battle to get a, a puck. That's not my game. It never has been. So screw you. You know, I'm not changing. That's what he's saying. If you translate that quote, that's what he's saying, Patrick Lyonet, that he's not changing for shit. And, you know, if you're Tortorella and you're the GM of the Jackets and you're pounding your head against the wall trying to get this guy to play a different style that he basically has just said flat out, I'm not playing this way, tough shit. That's basically what Patrick Lyonet uh, is telling his coach, telling his organization right now. That's a t terrible, terrible dynamic right now with this Columbus team. There's a disconnect. Tortorella, you know, has looked almost disenchanted at times. There's times when his team plays like complete ass in a certain game. And oftentimes you're going to see Tortorella with a little fire, a little anger. And he's just like him and Han through the press conference. It's just a bad situation. I think Columbus right now, it's, I think the looks of a situation that I don't want to say Tortorella's lost the dressing room. I think, I think it's not all that. I think it's the players are, First of all, they're struggling. They see this Patrick Lyonet that they brought in to score goals. He's not doing a damn thing. And it's just killing this team's confidence right now. So I, I just think all around, it's a Columbus team that's borderline, bo getting closer and closer to being a toxic situation, if you ask me. Uh, and that's definitely concerning for me. Florida, we know the much better team. It probably will be Corpus Salo and net for the Jackets, or at least it's projected to be that way. It was Bobrovsky last night. He was pretty good against his former team. Uh, it might be Chris Drieger, but I like Chris Drieger. He's more than capable, more than serviceable. Uh, for me, I'm coming back to Florida uh, in regulation here uh, in this game against Columbus. But I just had to throw that in. I couldn't believe it. Like, you talk about the arrogance, by the way, of Patrick Lyonet to say, you know what? This is my game. I'm not changing. Yeah, but that's why you're a one-dimensional player, man. That's why you're just looked at as a guy with a great shot and a great release. Where's the work ethic? Where's the team commitment? Where's the buy-in? Where's the putting yourself in a position, you know, to maybe win a, a tough battle on the boards? Where's willing to pay the price? Where's willing to sacrifice for your teammates? Where's all of that shit? Where is it? I don't see it. I don't see it on a nightly basis from him. I don't. Um, so that's that's a pretty damn arrogant statement. For him to come back at Tortorella and Yarmo Kekalainen and say that, you know, that this is my game. I'm not changing. Well, your game could be better. All right. Your game, you act like your game is just phenomenal. You're this phenomenal player that can't get any better. It's good as it is. No, it's not as good as it is. You don't compete hard enough on a lot of games. Patrick Lyonet, you don't. Time to up the compete level. Time to get on board. 
it's almost like this is an impossible relationship right now, the way it's broken down, I think, with Lion A and this Jackets team. Like, any thoughts that probably he's re-signing there long-term have gone out the window, and they're certainly going to go out the window as long as John Tortorella's coaching there. Because I already think, and John Tortorella, who doesn't normally be reserved and normally doesn't, uh, or normally doesn't bite his tongue, well, guess what? I'm sure there's some things he'd like to say right now about the way things are going with Lion A, and he's just not going to say it uh, because he's trying. You can tr- tell that that's the one thing about Torts. He's trying to, you know, uh, and just trying to stop himself from saying something that he really wants to say. Uh, you can tell. Uh, but I think he's getting to that point where, you know, I think the coach has had it with Lion A already. And I think Lion A just doesn't, isn't taking at all to the coaching of Tortorella. And it was, and of course, Tortorella's benched him in a few games already for third periods and for overtimes. So it's just like a, an absolute mess right now and a bad situation with Lion A with the Jackets. And it's, and it's festering and filtering down through the rest of the team. And it's inf- uh, affecting their performance in a bad way as well. So uh, bottom line here is you stick with the team that's playing good hockey, the better team to me, that's Florida here. I might bet the over as well. Uh, in this game, if it's Corpus Salo, if it's not him, I'll probably leave that alone. But I do lean to the over as well, five and a half. Although, I'll tell you what, overs in general lately and overs on Sundays the last few weeks in the NHL have not been doing well. So I might be very, I might tread carefully. Like I did pretty well with sides yesterday with my NHL card and the totals were just, which were all overs, which were just a disaster yesterday in the NHL. So I may need to stay away and at least pick my spots more and more uh, when it comes to totals. Uh, But I do lean to the over in that game, Dallas and Carolina, uh, the next game on the slate, Carolina minus 165 home favorites. Uh, The total five and a half shaded to the under in this game. Uh, Cashed a nice winner with Dallas yesterday. I like the spot for them. They were getting a plus 145 uh, price tag, even plus 150 uh, in some spots. Uh, They take care of the Carolina hurricanes three to two, Really good win for Dallas. Dallas is look for the for the last 10, 15 games. If you look at expected goals margins and expected goal for percentage, all those met, uh, advanced numbers for Dallas, they're all getting better, which tells me that the team performance is getting better uh, for the Dallas Stars. And look, this is where the rubber meets the road for the Dallas Stars. They said that this road trip was going to be a significant one for them uh, in their hopes to try to be a playoff team. Uh, they knew that this was going to be an important stretch of games. And they're, they're, they're playing well to start this road trip. Two and one, they split with Nashville. I thought they could have won the first game as well against Nashville. Uh, and then they beat Carolina 3-2 uh, last night. Unfortunately for Dallas, because of Anton Hudobin back on the COVID-19 protocol list, you have no choice if you're Rick Bonus. you got to start Jake Ottinger again for the second straight day. I don't necessarily love the idea uh, of backing a team with the same starting goaltender two straight days and two straight games. That's normally a negative situation uh, long-term from a betting perspective. Uh, So that does concern me a little bit for Dallas. Ottinger having to play two games in a row. Carolina off a loss has been very good. You know, I still think at this price, I'm tempted again to take Dallas. Uh, And let's not forget, Carolina did lose back-to-back home games just recently to Columbus. All right, the Jackets went into Raleigh. Uh, here in Carolina, and they beat the uh, Hurricanes two games in a row on this Carolina home ice. So, you know, if Columbus can beat Carolina two in a row uh, in Carolina, in Kakalaki, 
Why can't the Dallas Stars? We're re- actually starting to play some better hockey. So I do lean to the Stars again. Uh, I don't know if I'll get there, though. I, the, the the idea of them uh, on a back-to-back with the same goalie worries me against a Carolina team that can score. I think it'll be James Reimer uh, in net for Carolina. Peter Morozik is also very, very close to returning uh, for the Hurricanes. And there is talk that he might even be back today and be cleared to play. But it's not a for sure yet. I think with Nadelkovich starting last night and them losing that game, you're probably looking at either a returning Peter Morozik or James Reimer being in net here uh, for this game for the Carolina Hurricanes. But uh, I do lean a little to Dallas. If it's Reimer versus Ottinger, I might play an over here because, uh, you know, last yesterday's game barely stayed under. I don't think Ottinger will be quite as sharp playing back-to-back days. And Reimer, you know, they lost to, to Chicago in his last start, 4-3, I've always thought Reimer's a little bit not quite as good as uh, Nedeljkovic has been, and certainly as Morozik, who is on the verge of returning. So I might get to the over if Reimer is concerned, is confirmed, I should say, uh, in net for the Hurricanes. So I lean to Dallas. I lean to the over. Uh, haven't locked anything in yet. We'll have to wait and see uh, the goalie situation for Carolina. But I do lean Stars over, uh, in, Stars and the over. Uh, in that game, Toronto and Calgary, we've got the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs minus 150 uh, road favorites, total five and a half, six across the board. Um, This one, I'm very, very uh, reluctant to take Calgary in this game, but I, I am going to take Calgary in this game. Plus 130 uh, is the current price with them. The Leafs have already confirmed that Michael Hutchinson will be in net as they're going to rest Jack Campbell for presumably uh, the second uh, of the back-to-back games against the Calgary Flames, which takes place uh, Monday night. So it's going to be Jack Campbell rested tonight. It's going to be uh, Michael Hutchinson and net for the uh, Leafs tonight. It just makes sense from a spot perspective that this is a vulnerable spot for Toronto. And look, Toronto's playing great. They're playing outstanding, amazing hockey uh, right now. No question. They're coming off back-to-back wins against the Winnipeg Jets. In fact, that was the first time all season the Jets have lost back-to-back home games in regulation all season long. You know, it's not an easy team to go against right now, Toronto, but this is just a a, a tricky spot all around. You're off those two big games against the Jets. Now you're facing struggling Calgary uh, with Michael Hutchinson in net, who, let's be honest, in terms of uh, drop-offs from one goalie to the next, and I'm sure Alex B. Smith, who has his goalie charts and depth charts and assigns a a, a, a rating between the first goalie, the second and the third goalie with each team. Uh, that's a pretty big drop off when you go from the way Jack Campbell is playing right now to Michael Hutchinson. So, and to be honest with you, I thought the flames played pretty well, even in the three, two loss out of the Edmonton Oilers on Friday night. I thought they played a much better game than they had recently. Uh, there were times they took the play to the, uh, to the Oilers. Uh, Mike Smith had to be very good in net, which he has been lately. Uh, it was a decent effort from Calgary, even though they didn't get the win and even though they didn't get the two points uh, to show for it. Uh, I'm on Calgary here at plus 130. It's just one of those spot plays for me that stands out where you've got Toronto off the big two wins against the Jets. Two big games in the standings as well. And now you're facing a Calgary team that, yeah, they've struggled, but they played a little bit better against uh, the Oilers. I thought even Goudreau and Monaghan were a little bit more noticeable in that game. They're absolutely desperate. This has got to be a sense of urgency for this game uh, tonight for the Calgary Flames, knowing that uh, they've got to somehow try to track down uh, the Montreal Canadiens for that fourth and final playoff spot in the North Division. And they got some help from the Ottawa Senators last night 
uh, who beat Montreal to help out this Calgary team. But definitely, you know, maybe Toronto's too good. And even with Hutchinson and net, they still find a way. But uh, I think based on the goalie situation and Toronto off the uh, big games against Winnipeg, if they're ever going to have a little bit of a flat spot, let down, just not be as sharp, not be as locked in, it might be tonight against Calgary. So uh, I am looking toward the Flames here at plus 130. And again, the price is a big part of it. You know, I'm not in love with taking Calgary at a pick I'm not in love with obviously laying a price with Calgary when they're favored, but they're getting plus 130 uh, on their home ice, a Toronto team in a dubious spot just a little bit with a goaltender that I don't trust. So for me, it's Calgary here, plus 130. I'll take the shot uh, with the Flames. You know, in a perfect scenario, Calgary will win t- tonight, and then the Leafs, I'll take them tomorrow night in the rematch against Calgary when Jack Campbell's in net, who of course is still undefeated uh, as a starting goaltender this season uh, and has been absolutely sensational for the Leafs. So that's what I'm hoping for. Let's get the perfect, uh, perfect world here. Calgary wins tonight, and then I'll probably come back uh, and back the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, tomorrow night in the rematch uh, against the Calgary Flames. All right, final game, Arizona-Anaheim. We've got Arizona, uh, minus 130, road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under. Uh, I am on the over in this game, five and a half at a good plus price. You can get plus 115, plus 120 with over five and a half in this game. Look, Arizona has been suddenly an over machine in recent games. I believe they're six and one. Uh, to the over this Arizona Coyotes team in their last seven games. They found their offense, Connor Garland, Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel. These are guys that you need them all season long to be getting it done offensively for Arizona. These are the guys you're supposed to count on. uh, And for a large part of the season, they hadn't been uh, producing offensively at a good enough reasonable level for the Coyotes, but they're all Finding the back of the net, Phil Kessel is on probably the best surge of offense he's been on all season right now. Uh, that's a good sign for Arizona. Uh, they've gotten their goal scoring going, of course, because of the fact that uh, they've still got their top two goaltenders out due to injury, uh, Darcy Kemper and Antti Ranta. It also means they're giving up some more goals lately in games, this Arizona team. And that's the perfect recipe for why Arizona's cashed overs in six of their last seven games. You've got a team that's played they're uh, scored better. Uh, their offense has come to life in recent games, but with their goaltenders out, uh, they've had trouble keeping the puck out of their own net. Aiden Hill's been okay. You know, he hasn't been great. And then, of course, behind him, you've got guys that are totally unproven commodities at the NHL level. So you put in the fact that their two goalies are out, their defense has taken a step back, but their offense has certainly improved in recent games. And that's how Arizona ends up with a 6-1 and one run uh, to the over. Uh, in their last seven games. I think that has a chance to continue tonight. The one thing that does concern me, uh, and it's probably why I may not back Arizona in particular, is John Gibson might be back tonight for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, He has missed the last few games due to a lower body injury. Uh, It's been Ryan Miller and Anthony Stolarz splitting the starting duties uh, for the Anaheim Ducks uh, since John Gibson has been out. But there is a good chance that, uh, uh, not a good chance, but a chance at least that uh, Gibson Uh, is back tonight. We'll have to wait and see on that. Nothing has been confirmed uh, as of yet in terms of the Anaheim starting goaltender. But regardless of that, I do like the over. Ride this Arizona over streak right now. They've cashed overs in six of their last seven games. And when you're talking about the price with this over, it's five and a half at plus 120, which is something you're just not going to see very often. Uh, And again, the game went over the total. The other night between these two teams when they played on Friday, 
uh, game one by Arizona. I think we'll see more of the same year. I lean to the Coyotes as well. I still think they're a little bit the better team than Anaheim. And certainly for Arizona, they're battling for their playoff lives. So they've got to get two points when you're playing a team like the uh, Arizona Coyotes or when you're playing a team, I should say, like the Anaheim Ducks. So uh, definitely I look at this game uh, and I think it's a situation where we could see uh, the Arizona Coyotes win it. But more than anything, I like the game to go over the total here, five and a half uh, plus 120. All right. Uh, yes, Brian Watson, who's uh, in our chat as we're recording this show live, saying too many boring, low-scoring games. It was that way yesterday. Uh, no question about that. I am going to try to scale back, you know, pick my spots a little bit more uh, in terms of overs. Uh, but I do like that Arizona-Anaheim over. I might have smaller bets on the uh, Dallas-Carolina uh, uh, over, as well as the uh, Columbus, Florida over, but the, the Arizona one's the one I like probably more than the rest uh, when it comes to the totals here uh, on this Sunday NHL card. All right, uh, that is the Sunday NHL card. We've uh, gotten through uh, analyzing and breaking down every single game from a betting perspective. Before we get to best bets, just another reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Great time of year to be uh, using DraftKings. We've got daily NHL and NBA as we come down the stretch of the regular season. Uh, we've got uh, Major League Baseball now uh, every day, uh, a national championship game in the NCAA tournament. I know the NFL draft is coming up later this month, and I know they'll have draft props uh, as well, uh, this uh, DraftKings uh, Sportsbook app. So uh, if you're interested in, you know, over under what, uh, what, what uh, selection uh, each player gets drafted, uh, you'll be able to bet those kind of props, number of players drafted in a, from a particular conference, Big Ten, SEC, all that stuff. Uh, you'll probably be able to get those at DraftKings as well. So make sure you sign up for a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Download the app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bet. Yes, I, I think I will like the over if Gibson's in net still, because keep in mind, Gibson's been out for a while. Uh, sometimes you're not sharp that first start back. So to me, the over is a confirmed 100% I will be on that, regardless of who's in net for Anaheim. I'd probably like it more if it's Miller or Stolarz in net for Anaheim rather than Gibson. But Gibson may not be sharp first game back in a few. So uh, I still like the over. And again, I think Anaheim can score a little bit against uh, Aiden Hill or and whoever. I would expect Aiden Hill to be in net again for Arizona and still be able to find the back of the net. All right. It is time for best bets. Uh, for this uh, best bet, I should say, for this Sunday uh, NHL card. Not a lot to choose from. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go right back to that game we just talked about. It was tough. I was thinking Florida and regulation uh, as my best bet as well, but I'm going to go with Arizona-Anaheim uh, over 5.5, plus 120. Uh, let's go with that. Good price. Arizona 6-1 and one to the over in their last seven games. I think that continues here. It's uh, Ronta and Kemper, the top two goalies for Arizona, still aren't close to returning, so it'll be probably Aiden Hill in net for Anaheim. Gibson might return, but it's not confirmed. And if it's not him, it's going to be Ryan Miller or Anthony Stolarz again. I think Arizona's offense clearly in good form. And even with Gibson in net, I think Arizona could be able to take advantage because Gibson hasn't played in a few games. He may not be right on top of his game and not have his A game in him in the first game played for him in, in a little bit of time out due to that injury. So uh, I think we'll see enough goals. And I like the value here to bet an over five and a half at plus 120. You don't see that every day. Uh, let's go with Arizona, Anaheim, over five and a half, plus 120. Now that's my best bet for this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We should have the entire crew back in the saddle tomorrow on Monday. Uh, looking forward to that. 
Thanks to everyone uh, for tuning in live on YouTube and downloading the podcast. And a reminder, if you can't watch the show live on YouTube Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern, to download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For uh, So that'll wrap it up. I'm Ian Cameron. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Enjoy the games and good luck. Happy Easter Sunday. And I'll talk, we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the same here global mental health movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the same here alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag same here global mental health movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.